when Kristen's and my first son, Noah, was born, we were rather excited and a little apprehensive, and not entirely clueless as to what we were supposed to do and what was close to clueless, but not entirely, as to what was coming. And there I was, the proud daddy-to-be, standing in the delivery room by Kristen's side, looking lovingly and expectantly at my wife. And the nurse was taking Kristen's vitals, and she looks at me and says, are you her coach? <laughs> um, I'm her husband. Um, that's my little baby inside of her right now. I don't, does that count? Can I stay? And apparently it did. She let me stay. So that was wonderful. And I, was, I don't know how successful a coach I was, but I did an okay job as husband and, and father, uh, there by her side, holding her hand, telling her that I loved her throughout her three-hour delivery. I'm not sure whether Joseph was an overly good coach for Mary when she gave birth either. I'm guessing that he was nearby, um, further guessing that there were more than a few women also in there with Mary when she gave birth to Jesus. The reason I guess this is because when the shepherds came to see Jesus just, just after his birth, we're told all who heard the shepherds were amazed by what they said. Not just Mary and Joseph, but all who heard. Giving birth to a baby is not an overly tidy event. And uh, the birth of Jesus was probably not overly quiet either. So I imagine the folks who were staying in the inn, listening to Mary throughout her labor and delivery, the husbands were probably, if they woke up at all, saying, honey, go take care of the kids. And the wives were out and saying, something's going on. And they went down to check, and sure enough, there was Mary giving birth to her firstborn child. And you can bet that they were by her side, helping Mary to deliver Jesus and giving her encouragement and serving as midwives to Mary as she gave birth to our Lord. The men probably did come down later and sit and have cigars with Joseph. And once Jesus was born, they didn't offer him a room, but they probably had cigars. And then the women stayed with this new mother and father and helped them to swaddle Jesus and to take care of their needs. And so then together, this gathering of people received the shepherds and heard the news of an angel choir announcing Jesus' birth. And together they heard that Jesus was the Messiah, the Lord, and they were amazed. Now in the days that followed, they would have been questioned and wondered and started to believe. They started to believe that Jesus was something special something beyond an ordinary baby, something beyond an ordinary king. They started to believe because of what the shepherds had told them. The shepherds had been in their field, away from town. Mary was pretty loud having birth, but not that loud. So the shepherd's story of an angelic messenger and a heavenly choir seemed like it was true. The people who were there to help with Jesus' birth, wondered, like Mary, what all of this meant. Who would Jesus grow up to be? What did it mean that the Messiah, the Lord, had just been born? Who did they tell? And who else started wondering with hopeful anticipation about the Savior? They didn't fully understand, but they began telling people that this baby named Jesus, the Messiah, was born. So our faith was never meant to be private. 
The good news of Jesus was always meant to be shared. The good news of Jesus' birth is still meant to be shared. Everyone in this country, I would guess, well, maybe a couple people don't, but everyone in this country knows that tomorrow is Christmas. I don't care what faith people have. Christmas is such a part of even of our culture, even such a part of our secular culture, that everyone knows about Christmas. But a lot of people still need to hear about the birth of Jesus. People may know that it's Christmas, but they may not know, or they may have forgotten, the mind-boggling, soul-healing significance of the birth of Jesus. Large-scale media campaigns just don't do justice to hearing about the good news of Jesus' birth. Intimate, personal sharing of the good news is how Jesus' birth was shared back then. And that's how God intends us to share it now. So what is the good news of Jesus' birth? God became human and trusted himself to us. We who are all deep inside some level of a mess. We who strive for the right things and end up reaching the wrong things. We who seek power over slings and arrows of life and end up somewhere on the path to the dark side. Even we were entrusted with Jesus, not because we are perfect, but because we are beloved. We've been entrusted with Jesus, and God has joined himself with us forever, walking with us again as he did in Eden. That is the good news of Jesus' birth, and that news is meant to be shared. The way of Jesus is meant to be shared. The way of choosing vulnerability over power, as Jesus did by being born in the first place. The way of choosing love over anger and pride, as Jesus did on the cross. The way of choosing forgiveness and reconciliation over righteousness and revenge. These are the ways of Jesus. And the way of walking and dwelling with God. These are the ways of Jesus, and these ways are meant to be shared. Whenever we share the birth of Jesus, whenever we share in his ways, Jesus is born again in our hearts. He's born again in the hearts of those with whom we share him. Whenever we share the birth of Jesus, we become, as Mary was, God-bearers. That was an early title given to Mary, the Theotokos, the God-bearer. So like the shepherds, and those who were present at the birth of Jesus, we bring the good news of Jesus' birth into the world. And when we do, like Mary, we become God-bearers as well. Amen.